Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Vishali Sinha. She's the director of a film called Ask the Sexpert, and it's it's a delightful film, and it's an important film. It's something you're gonna you're gonna need to see. It's for a whole lot of reasons. It's at Hot Docs uh, World Premiere. Uh, it's a film about. It sounds like it's just a film about sex, and it's so not about that. It's about crossing all cultures. It's about it's about relationships. It's about gender disparity. It's about it's about parenting. It's about um, you know getting uh, getting issues out and onto the table. I mean, it's about all those things that we're not you know we've been told we're not supposed to talk about. It's uh, you know those are the things that we we should talk about. It's about we talk about uh, uh, colonialism and and we talk about uh, understanding and 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 women as allies and we talk about um education and 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 awareness and and all kinds of wonderful things and we have fun doing it so uh, you're going to enjoy the interview and you really will enjoy this film and and um uh, so uh, get out and see it if you can at hot docs um and don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about other interviews uh, about hot talks uh, filmmakers and so on you can find out more information on my about my writing and my uh, other podcasts there as well and my speaking you can also support what i do here with face to face through patreon.com and don't forget rabble.ca as well uh, and you are going to love uh, vishali sinha and her new film ask the sexpert well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by another very special guest today, another Hot Docs interview that I'm really excited about. We're going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite subjects and uh, um, a movie called Ask the Sexpert. Um, Vishali Sinha is here, the director with us here today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So so did you just get into Toronto? Is this your first visit? Uh, what, 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 yeah, what? yeah. I got in yesterday, yesterday. and uh, actually hung out with some friends in Mississauga. And nice. Had it was also on a panel by held by Film Fatals. Oh, okay. Network of uh, women directors and filmmakers. Um, that was really exciting, actually. It was uh, moderated by Maya Gala, a, a K 
Canadian documentary filmmaker, and we talked about the craft of filmmaking and nice. enjoyable. Um, Is this your yeah. fir- first visit to Toronto? No, it's actually my... I've been here multiple times. My okay. first visit was in 2010 when I came here to premiere my first feature documentary, Made in India. Oh, okay. Oh, excellent. So you, you, you know your way around. You know, you'd think so, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, yeah. so Vishali, it's hard to tell. What's your film about? <laughs> your, your, the title doesn't give anything away. Uh, yeah, the t- well, yeah, I know. It really leaves you wondering. It, it really does. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's about sex, and, you know, because I'm such an expert on the topic, I'm here to talk. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, it's, you know, the film is basically about, um, it's a character-driven film. It's a portrait film about mm. a uh, sex advice columnist from Mumbai um, and who writes for a daily column. Page 34, I think. Page or thirty-two, sometimes. page thirty-two or page thirty-four. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you know it. <laughs> so he is a wildly iconic and popular figure over the last twelve years or ten years uh, since the column has been around, and uh, there's a generation of young and old who have grown up. I mean, sort of who have uh, you know lived with this column as a daily staple uh, for men every day now. So yeah, but. Also, the most important thing here is that he's 93 years old. I know. It's just, he, <laughs> and he so doesn't come across that way in the film. He just has a, yeah. a spring in his step and, and a real, well, there's a real passion about him and a real intentionality. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and, a, love for, and a love for life. Great. Yeah. I, I'm so glad all of that, you know, mm-hmm. comes across. Oh, it, and, it yeah. really does. Good. Um, so he, but also a real character. Um, I mean, you know, some of the, some of the shots of him, you know, typing responses or reading some of the emails, some of the, 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 uh, questions that he's getting, you know, uh, he clearly, I mean, this is really important to him. There's no doubt, but he also either doesn't take the subject that seriously, or it doesn't take himself maybe all that seriously. Is that a fair comment? I think it's a fair comment. Um, I think. So, you know, he's one of the reasons he's so popular, and you know this, you know, you've seen the film, and you, he approaches the column with humor. Yes. Uh, as, at best as he can, given the question. Sometimes he does get fed up with, like, the same question being asked of him for the zillionth time, but uh, he's basically answering questions ranging from very basic questions around masturbation or... Um, or not even sexual questions, really just permission-giving questions right. to range right. to the outrageous. And so he's dealing with a variety of questions, and he thinks, you know, the only way to deal with it is with humor. And uh, But while also giving out very sort of scientific or useful information. And so th- that makes him really, that endears him to a lot of people. And is he actually a doctor? Yeah, he actually is a doctor. He is a retired gynecologist. Right. That's that's what I what I thought, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. At one point, we had a we had somebody. Uh, well, we've had a few people in over the years that have had different radio shows, and you mm-hmm. you know they they, they they call them doctors, and they're not necessarily right. The the oh, right, sort of yeah, you know yeah. just giving advice, and you kind of kind of we. I actually grew up with somebody who was a doctor, and found out many years later he wasn't actually a doctor. <laughs> 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 
that's, you know, brings, brings up a whole lot of questions. Um, but, you know, I think what's really lovely, and I love the way, this whimsical way that you approach the film and, 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 and the, or the subject, I suppose. And, and it really comes out in, in the music and, and, and the dialogue and the, your editorial choices and so on. But, you know, I think it was W.C. Fields who once said in a conversation about sex, and I think the quote was something to the effect of, and you know what, and besides, the positions are ridiculous. You know, it's just, there's something absurd about our humanity. There's something kind of goofy about it mm. that, that, you know, yes, it's serious. Yes, this is a part of who we are. Yes, this yeah. is a part of our humanity. But for crying out loud, how do we step back from that and go, let's maybe laugh a little bit here every now and then as well? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, and why not? And one of the core things is, so Dr. Watsa, and that's the name of my central subject. Mah- Mahinder is his first name, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Mahinder Watsa. Um, his philosophy, that he's not selling, or uh, not selling at all, but he's not trying to kind of convince you of something very complicated. It's very simple. Uh, sex is a happy event. Right, uh, right. That's his <laughs> core message. And also, kind of uh, riffing off of that, it's normal, which is the name of his book, and has been kind of his principle. Because a lot of people come to him with dilemmas and confusions around, you know, body issues, performance mm. issues, etc. Mm. And really, uh, you know, he's just misbusting or reassuring them that, you know, whatever, you know, you're fine, you're normal. And um, so, yeah, I think sex is a happy event is where he comes from and... Yeah. Well, the the uh, well, it seems to me that the, some some of the issues that these things can lead to, like you say, the the body issues, the shame, mm-hmm. the guilt. I mean, th- th- most of those things are not going to take us anywhere helpful at all, as we mm-hmm. you know relate to ourselves and our own bodies, and more importantly, I guess, relate to others. Absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah. It's um so so you present you 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 pull in um uh, I guess I would call her an activist uh, mm-hmm. another woman uh, who becomes a central part of the film who who I guess would be the the moral voice I guess you might all almost mm-hmm. call her that or maybe maybe what you're hoping is as a director that people are going to actually be redefining what this means to be moral but um is it really that polarized in the country or would you say or would you say that's that we polarize this issue globally I do. I would agree with you and say that we do polarize the issue globally. It's not just India. And, you know, uh, we also have to remember a lot of action. Not that I get into this in my film. There's only so many things one film can kind of take right. on and be about. But a lot of the problems that we face in India today, uh, legally and morally, actually go back to a colonial time mm. and the British uh, Empire and uh, sort of leftover kind of... Uh, you know, judiciary sort of clauses that we have, et cetera. But, um, so I would say oh, and that has had a lot to do with uh, much of the murkiness and confusion today. Um, and, uh, and, so, but it, and it continues in many ways in policies, uh, Western policies of dealing with um, sexual and reproductive health worldwide. Uh, so it is very much a global issue, I think, uh, and especially I live in New York now in the U.S., it is very much a relevant issue today in terms of how people look at sex education. Um, but in India, I, yeah, I think uh, India is a very complex and interesting place. There, it's both progressive and 
conservative at the mm. same time. Mm. And um, so I think this character in my film represents uh, one very strong voice mm. that's trying to keep its footing in a very traditional, claiming traditions um, and values. But at the same time, India is majority of country of young people. And, um, you know, if we all can jog our memories and remember what it's like to be young. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Which is getting harder for me to do every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know <laughs> with you. <laughs> but, you know, someone, and I think this is our co-production partner, ITVS in the U.S., doing uh, just a chat with them, uh, Nolan Walker from, you know, uh, his, his name is Nolan Walker, filmmaker and uh, funder. I was talking to him, and he said something very interesting, which is so true. How do you legislate sexuality? Mm. And you can't, and then it gives rise to controversy and a constant battle. So, yeah. So, you know, it's, you know, I think the tendency to watch films about other places and other cultures is to sort of, you know, uh, there's always a tendency to sort of divide and to, to, to compartmentalize and say us, them. But what I think is so beautiful about the subject and, 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 and your film is that, wow, we're, we, we really kind of are all in this together, you know. And, and we just recently, in, in where we live, uh, just west of Toronto, I grew up in Toronto, but we live west, and, and just a couple of years ago, and still kind of going on, all kinds of um, hell raised over uh, a, a change in curriculum. Mm-hmm. in sex ed curriculum here and you go oh wow we're we're open minded here us canadians and we're we're liberal here in the west and so on and we we see it this way but in fact we're i don't know maybe maybe and we're colonials too so maybe yeah. maybe maybe there's a sense of that british prudishness or something that's yeah. that's coming to the surface i don't i don't know i think when in doubt definitely go there <laughs> that's right blame the blame british blame it on the british just blame the british <laughs> i mean yeah. you know and i and i have a uk passport so I, my father was British, so I feel like I, I'm Canadian and, and, and I've got a British, so I feel like I can do own that. Own it, David. That's right. Know? That's right. Yes. <laughs> Call it out and Call own it. it. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's the step to uh, to healing, isn't it? That's a, right. A step towards healing. So what do you do um, with, 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 with critics who say, well, hang on a minute here, there some lines shouldn't be crossed. I mean, let's be careful here. Let's not get, let's get, let's not get ridiculous about this. Let's show a certain, and, and maybe morality is not the right word, but um, I mean, when it comes to, it seems to me when it comes to sexuality, we're talking about, you know, choice mm-hmm. and, and, and hopefully making wise ones. And that I think is really what, you know, Dr. Watts's work has all been about really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a few questions I think sort of woven into that, but um, is, is, you know, it's a happy event. Yeah. <laughs> but but what about, I don't know, is there a way that, hmm, how do you talk about gender disparity and, and, and division and, mm. and so on in this context? Does that make sense? Um, I think I'll try to answer that, but you can always jump in and clarify. Uh, well, I guess what I'm wondering is, mm-hmm. Shally, how much of a sexpert you've become <laughs> as a result of making this film, I I haven't at all. But <laughs> <laughs> See, now you're owning that, so we're yeah, in, yeah, we're in good that. company here. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, I thought uh, I thought you know it was interesting. I mean, I thought, look, I I'm liberal. I don't have biases and prejudices. And right. Issues. Surely, how hard can it be to answer these questions? Right. Right. If someone comes to me and I, 
I would say, sure, do whatever, you know, like, this is okay, that's okay, no problem, get over it. But, you know, it's watching him or someone like him do the work that they do was uh, really eye-opening mm. because mm. you have to be, It's a, it was like watching someone uh, really kind of skilled do what they do and make it look easy and effortless, but actually they come with years of understanding and cultural context. Sure, yeah. So that is actually not... So, you know, I don't want to take that away from his job by saying how hard can it be, but it is not that easy to be. I guess any therapist's job isn't easy, really. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but gender disparity, I think, you know, one of, the, one of the most interesting things about his work that I think is that I've noticed uh, he's always had women as allies, mm. and he sort of followed their <laughs> lead in a way that... <laughs> Uh, he's worked with women alongside alongside women throughout his career of uh, working on sexual health. He's been a pioneer of many right. things, but he's really had he's been successful in doing what he's been doing with women as his allies and sometimes as his bosses if they're uh, uh, women hiring him for their magazines or newspapers. I think there's something really uh, in there that is a you know uh, that's of relevance um, of who he is and how he can understand women and keeps them in mind and he's a feminist uh, and right so I think there's a lot to be lot about that well there, I think there's a lot to be learned from that there's a real um, a real gener- uh, generosity and grace uh, almost to not only and it comes out in the film his body language even you know the way he he operates the way he manages his his personal space i felt like that kind of came out the way the way you show him sitting on the park bench at the end waiting for this young woman to take a selfie with him which i thought was marvelous by the way what a beautiful kind of testament to what this man's life has really been all about dialogue and conversation and and frankly patience um, and, and just kind of waiting for, for, for this young woman to come back. <laughs> I thought it was utterly brilliant. <laughs> but, but there's a couple times when he's got some, where you, you show him with patience, mm-hmm. uh, actual patience, and he, he says to, oh, you, you know, of course, your wife is very clever, or yeah. you know you've got a clever wife. And, there, and you just get a sense that there's a real deep uh, respect, not only for women, but for the other. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's just, it's just second nature, or like it's just mm. there at all times. That uh, ingrained sort of uh, awareness and respect for the other and the partner. Um, I'm yeah, you're totally right. And I uh, and he always he's very alert. He's very mm. aware, and he always has. He listens. He, he says listens. Few things. Yeah, he really listens, it's good. But he gets into the gray areas and so like say the right things. But uh, often when I was interviewing him, I would because he's so much older. Sometimes I would kind of like repeat myself in the second time a little loudly. Right. And, <laughs> and then I realized he didn't answer the first time around. He was re- probably thinking about his response or measuring or waiting. Right. You know, it's not nothing passes him by. <laughs> oh no! It it strikes me like he's got a lot going on. Right. Yeah, he totally knows what's what. So why him and not somebody else? How do, how do we get a Doctor Watsa in a in a colonial or a colonized culture in a you know as as the um, um, uh, the other woman, Doctor Natiani, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said something about you know we've got an eight thousand, a five thousand year old civilization here. Um, how do you get a Doctor Watsa coming out of that culture? Was it his parents? 
Was right. it, uh, you know, was it the, the community that he grew up in, you know? Um, did he just ask better questions than others? You know, it's an interesting question, and I uh, did sort of try to dig deep there to really understand. I think, uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a child of, like, progressive parents mm. or hmm. liberal conservative. I call my parents liberal conservative, you know, both sort of rooted in tradition but also very um, open. Right. And he was also of a time when... But, you know, I mean, I think it's a good question, and I think um, it was a lot of it was a lot of things, but his his father was a doctor. Oh, okay. Yep. His um, mother was, uh, and both of them, his parents had traveled or mm. kind of um, overcome situations in their own personal life that uh, made them generous and open-minded and liberal. But, uh, and also, in as he progressed, he was also, in the 70s, he was surrounded at a time when sexual uh, sexuality was being you know studied and worldwide and there was I think he was just part of like at some landmark moments part of times that were um, that probably contributed to his career but as far as I can tell he has always been um, a part of uh, you know has been very liberal minded um, but which reminds me we he. I asked him, why did you want to be a gynecologist? Right. <laughs> he just flippantly and jokingly said, I must have liked women, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm like, but, you know, he said it sweetly not to be a creep, sure, sure, creep or sure. anything. But, <laughs> well, when you're, ni- when you're in your 90s, you can yeah. kind of get away with that stuff a little bit That's more, right, I think. That's right, you get away with yeah, that stuff. A little bit more. But also, coming from a guy <laughs> who spent, you know, it's about 40 years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah 60. F- 40 years, wow, of, of his life, you know, speaking into uh, this culture, education, something that's, you know, banned in many schools even um, right. at, at points. Uh, and it comes out in the early on in the film. Um, well, I, I think it's so... If I may, I just... I wanted yeah, to go, more, go. I go. wanted to say one more thing. Yeah, um, please. Which is in the film and to do with, the, uh, well, very briefly, but in the 40s when he was graduating from medical school... He was seeing a lot of patients, a lot of uh, women, young women and teenagers, who had um, back alley abortions done. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. abortion was illegal at the time in India. It was only 1961 or 62 when abortion was legalized. But he was a gynecologist, and he saw many women die. This was also around the time that, um, you know, uh, medication antibiotics were not that widely available, and people were. Women were losing lives because of the shame of admitting right, of right, having right. been pregnant or had premarital sex, etc. So there was a lot of issues that he came across very early on in India during his time as a medical doctor that greatly uh, contributed. But I've read magazines from when he was writing in the 1950s, and I've seen, you know, having said that in the same breath, I've seen other doctors right with great bias towards mm. women getting abortions, whereas Dr. Watson never held that same bias. So I, there's something where he's always actually been against the grain throughout. Right. Um, you know, well, and I always, fa- because I'm a, I mean, because as my listeners will know and friends understand, I'm all about sort of social change how, and philosophy and, and sort of going a little deeper and asking those questions that maybe, you know, others might not or might not be willing to. Why 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 him and not someone else? Why her and not someone else? And it's always kind of mm-hmm. fascinating to me how we wind up, you know, where we wind up, <laughs> if, yeah. you know, if, if that makes any sense. But, um, you know, I so 
love the fact that we've got a, a, a man in his 90s kind of schooling the younger generation. Yeah. You know, it's so beautiful, the paradox of it, the, 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 the apparent contradiction, you know, mm-hmm. and yet it's really quite marvelous in its, in its, uh, in its paradox, uh, paradoxical way. Um, we're, sadly, we're going to have to wrap up here in a couple of minutes. Um, I know we're on a bit of a time limit here, but you know, the, the, um, the other doctor who you, you know, you positioned with the opposing position. She, at one point she said, I think, uh, um, here's the quote, I think in India, if you want to bring change, you need lots of patients. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems to me that's exactly what Dr. Watts has brought to the table and, and not only actual patients, <laughs> yeah. the real people, the men and the women and so on, but he's had this, um, hmm, real, uh, a wit, maybe wisdom almost, which yeah. could, could we use the word wisdom? I think so. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'd like to think as I'm getting older, I'm going to become more patient, but sadly I'm finding that's not the case. Uh, Not yet, anyway. You never know. We have all the way to 90, till 93 to find out. I have, I have, I have a few years to go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever make it that far, actually. It's really incredible. That's another, he's a person of another time, almost. And, mm. you know, um, yeah, Manu, this has been a lovely chat. Thank you so much. For oh, thank And I actually wanted to quickly clarify, he yeah. doesn't call them patients, he calls them clients. He so, calls them clients. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been talking to Vashili uh, Sinha today about her, her film, Ask, Ask the Sexpert. Mm-hmm. Uh, world premiere um, tomorrow night at Hot Docs. That's Monday, May the 1st. going to play on the 2nd and the 3rd. Is it going to go to theatrical release? We sure hope so. Yeah. Well, I hope so, too. What a wonderful film, and congratulations. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you, David. I appreciate your time. 